0: Pinterest is essentially a visual bookmarking tool. We call ourselves the catalog of ideas. In general, it's bad to bet against the web. Because it's so accessible, it's gonna be really hard for anything to ever replace it. Part of the problem is like our iOS app is so good. In my non-biased opinion, it's one of like the best architected apps in the store. It's like, we're probably not gonna be able to beat that. Service workers are essentially a background process that runs in the browser that corresponds to your website and it can be running when they're not even on your site, which allows for some kind of unique opportunities.
1: On the line, we've got Eli Williamson, once again.
2: Hey guys, good to be back.
1: Cool, and then in the studio, in the house, is what they say. That's what the kids say. (laughs) I'm no longer a kid. Uh, We've got Zach. And Zach, actually, I'm like, oh, Argyle. Argyle, Uh, yes. Yeah, I knew it was super unique, I just couldn't remember (laughs) what it was. So Zach, who are you and why are you here? That's the
0: only reason my wife married me, was she liked the last name.
1: Oh yeah? (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately my last name's a first name, so. Anyway, so Zach, why are you here?
0: Sure, yeah. So I'm here to talk about service workers. I work at Pinterest, and I've been there for about two and a half years, and worked at PlayStation before that. And I am super excited about service workers and progressive web apps in general, and just kind of the future of the mobile web. I am a firm believer in it as a platform, and that we need to dedicate resources there. So I'm excited to talk about it. Cool.
1: So service workers, what are they?
0: What are service workers? So, yeah, that's a great question. Service workers are essentially a background process that runs in the browser that corresponds to your website. And it can be running when your site is, when they're not even on your site, which allows for some kind of unique opportunities for things like desktop notifications. And also for things like intercepting the request when people want to go to your site, you can actually respond from the service worker instead of actually going all the way to your server. So that's how we can enable things like an offline experience where you don't even have to go to your server and we can respond with HTML like immediately.
1: Okay, cool. And then uh, before we get further into service workers, I made the same problem when uh, one of the Airbnb guys were here. Uh, can you explain what Pinterest is real quick? Because I'm sure there's sure. a lot of people who are really pin interested in oh, knowing. Yeah. You see what I did there? <laughs> yeah.
0: It's actually funny because at Pinterest we've got like a million different puns that are just everywhere. Yeah. So I mean if you look at like our open source projects, like half of them have pin in them somewhere. PinCache. Yeah, so Pinterest is essentially a visual bookmarking tool. We call ourselves the catalog of ideas. Uh, So people can come to the site, and it's half search engine, half browsing. Uh, It's a whole ton of images. Uh, Each of the images has a website corresponding to it, as well as some rich information things like recipes or movie information or like information about like locations and yeah, and yeah.
1: like salads
0: and salads. Jars. Yeah, lots of food. Most of most of my dinners these days come from Pinterest.
1: Oh yeah, cool, awesome. Yeah. I joined Pinterest back when I was getting married years ago, like when Pinterest was like just up and running. Mm-hmm. And I use it for my wedding and like adding stuff and like all my Pinterest is either recipes for around that time or like wedding ideas.
2: Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, that's one of our bread and butters right there. I think I started out on. On the food train as well with that. Nowadays, I use it a lot more for kind of UI inspiration. There's a lot of great designers on there. It's really coming up and killing it. Yeah, I think people are kind of surprised
0: with the applications of it. uh, Because in general, people, at least in the US, still see it as like a female centric site. Yeah. But externally, it's about 50 50 male female, like internationally. Okay, cool. Inside the US, it's probably like 70 30 ish, I think. But yeah, there's there's so many cool like applications for it. Uh, so for example, like the show Stranger Things, yeah, they used all kinds of like private boards on Pinterest to like plan inspiration for creating Stranger Things. Interesting. And it's like yeah, there's like all these really cool like it's that's why we call it the catalog of ideas, right? It's like this place where you can come and just kind of discover interesting things.
1: Cool. Obviously, if you guys are global 50 50, there's a lot of users. So, what are some things that you've guys implemented internally with service workers?
0: Yeah. So, I guess in general, service workers are great internationally, right? Where internet is not as good. Yeah. And the idea behind that is that uh, service workers allow you to cache request information permanently, right? So, I can leave your website and come back, and that cache is still filled with information. Uh, so, I can do things like create an app shell for my website. An app shell being like some base set of HTML that I can use to like be the shell for my site and then load from there. So I can return that app shell from the service worker cache and people don't even need to go to the server to get any kind of HTML. So that means like it's absolutely an instant page load, which is really cool.
1: So when you say instant page load, is that initial? Like is there any performance hit by caching initially when you visit the site? So, for example, if you're going to be caching whatever you see, like your your pin board, mm-hmm. is that going to take a hit on performance while you're downloading a couple gigabytes or maybe a megabyte of data?
0: It can, and yeah, that's actually something that we do. So, currently, I guess, kind of starting out, like, what does Pinterest use it for? Yeah, we use it for two things in particular right now. Uh, the first is for notifications and browser, and then also for caching of our JavaScript files. Okay. And there's only small benefits to caching your JavaScript files because we've already got them on a CDN as well. Yeah. But it actually like parses a little bit faster when it's cached inside a service worker. But the benefit being that in the future we can enable this like entire offline experience where we have all of the JavaScript. like You don't even need to come to our server and we can give you all of the JavaScript. Uh, you don't need to be online, we can give you all the JavaScript. And then once we have an app shell, we can just return that to you and all the JavaScript and you can run the entire site without even being online.
1: Cool. That sounds ideal, especially if uh, you need some pin action on like, the airplane.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> does that work for, for offline content? So, let's say I have a, a board for a project I'm working on and I want to go check it out, for example, on the plane. Mm-hmm. Can I go see that board that I had set up when I had internet, see all that content? Or does it just cache the JavaScript?
0: Yeah, if you had been there before, yeah, the browser will cache all the images automatically for you and we will have cached an app shell. And so we're we're not quite doing this yet, it'll be in the next couple months that the app shell will be implemented and merged in. But uh, the idea being that the browser will have the images cached, we will have in the service worker the app shell and JavaScript and CSS, so that when you go to the site on your airplane, you automatically get the HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, and the images are cached in the browser, so you will be able to see everything, but you just won't be able to like make any actions occur, right?
1: So when you do like um, a service worker, I think I was actually checking out the Pinterest site uh, before we actually started this podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, before I even got to the studio, and I was like, oh, I probably need to like check out the site to see like <laughs> kind of prep myself to see what Pinterest is doing with service workers. And I noticed, uh, and I know actually Pinterest has been doing this for a while. When you see Pinterest on the the mobile browser, it says our experience is better in a mobile app.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that a service worker?
0: that, no, tells you that? No.
1: Or is that just uh...
0: that's that's sad. That's what that is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's just like a, some sort of mobile view that they just make sure you put that on top.
0: Yeah. The idea behind that was it was probably two years ago or so. Yeah. And this was when like our mobile web like no one cared about it, so they yeah. didn't like invest any energy in it or any resources. So the iOS and Android apps were just way better, right? Yeah. And so the idea was if we just Kick people out to the app, then they're going to have a better experience. And it turned out that it actually was good for them. Uh, people were better users in general if they used the app. So we just force yeah. people out, and so we're actually experimenting with not doing that anymore now that like our mobile web is yeah. getting better.
1: So at Netlify, we have the opposite experience where our web experience, like on the computer, is actually much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've actually have data like that shows that all our users are coming from like computers, desktops, and laptops. Cool. So. I think we came to the, the agreement that we don't need a mobile app, but then I personally think that we probably need a mobile app, and the reason why we have 99.9% of our users on the desktop is because we don't have a mobile app. <laughs> so anyway, long story short to say, I'm actually working in a mobile app that hopefully it will be done in a weekend, because it's like yes. so close to being done, it's in React Native, I like to do uh, that. so that way I can see different stats
0: Cool. That's awesome.
1: Are more in favor of actually seeing if some people actually care about using Netlify.
0: Yeah. Hard to compare when there's not things to compare. Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) the
1: whole thing, too. So, like, going back to your Pinterest thing, like, if uh, you guys had a bad experience, I guess that was really smart on your part. At Mm -hmm. least you're not losing users because you didn't have time to make sure everything was responsive and actually was working.
0: Yeah. Part of the problem is like our iOS app is so good. Yeah. And the iPad app is
1: amazing. Yeah. Right. It's
0: like, it's. I, in my opinion, my non-biased opinion, it's one of like the best like architected apps in the store. Like it's silky smooth everywhere. Like the animations are amazing. It's like we're probably not going to be able to beat that. Yeah. In like mobile Safari, and also mobile Safari doesn't even support service workers. So.
1: Yeah, that's actually it makes a lot of sense because Safari is kind of a. The dragger. Yeah, it is the dragger. <laughs> it's it's painful to have actual like feature flags in your code in your JavaScript that says if this is Safari. Don't even bother. Bail, bail, bail. <laughs> Which I've had to do a couple times on certain things in our application because it's just like, uh, wow, they just don't care. I guess I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, it's one of those things where they make all of their money from the app store. So if they make mobile web better, then they lose out on money, yeah. <laughs> so I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, all those people like internationally, like that
2: don't even download apps. You're hosing them all. Conspiracy theories. <laughs> well, it does bring up a good point too about service workers mm-hmm. in terms of supportability. Besides Safari, what support does it have across different browsers right now? Yeah, Firefox and Chrome
0: and all like Chromium browsers and stuff all support it. So it's pretty much at this point just Safari that doesn't sort as of as like the main browsers. Yeah, uh, Edge, I believe, either does
2: or is pushing it out soon. Yeah. I don't remember which one it is. Yeah, hopefully by the time
1: this podcast comes out, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you know this, but I'm the creative director at Netlify, and have been working on the marketing site quite a bit. And we've actually been playing around with service workers on our site. We're still exploring them quite a bit, but one of the things I think I've run into repeatedly in, in my experience is trying to debug them. They're a bit difficult. I, I'm wondering if you have any tips for that. Yeah, uh,
0: so I I created some tools that I think make it a little bit easier, and they're open sourced under Pinterest GitHub account. It's github.com slash Pinterest slash service dash workers, and there's three things in there, one for generating service worker files from a config, the second one is generating a bunch of them via Webpack, so that way you can have access to like the hashing and stuff for your JavaScript files. And the third one is for testing service workers. Uh, the testing service workers one is the one I was kind of most excited about because there's already things that generate service workers, but the testing one I would highly recommend. You can use it with whatever your service worker files are, and it makes it really, really clear and easy to write tests against the service workers that you've generated. So it's not—it's not really like perfect for. Debugging per se, but yeah. if, if you're looking for like or preventing
1: bugs. Yeah. Preventing bugs
0: in the future. Yeah. So you,
1: you just write like in like your mocha or whatever Jess Code. Mm-hmm. You just write the mock so I'm looking at it right now, it's service worker mock. Yeah. You just use that mock, mock that out, and it's like confirm that service workers are working how you would expect. That, yeah, it basically. is it
0: essentially mocks the service worker environment. Yeah. Uh, within Node. So then you can just start making assertions against what is happening in the environment. Okay. So
1: Cool, so then if I wanted to make sure when the page loads and I'm sitting in a notification, I can confirm my notification was sent mm-hmm. as yeah. long as Service Worker exists. Totally. Cool. So what's next with Pinterest and Service workers? You guys are doing notifications? Actually, can you explain like what sort of notifications are you sending in your Service Worker?
0: Yeah, so it's like the same notifications that we have that we're using for our iOS and Android. Like we're okay. just, we allow people, if they want to, opt in to get notifications on desktop as well.
1: Yeah, I've seen that a lot lately. Um, I wonder if everybody's getting on that train. Like, if you go to like news sites, uh, yeah, it's probably not a service worker. But you go to news sites, like, hey, you're you're on Buzzfeed. You should probably want notifications locally. Is that sort of how it That's, looks? Yeah, in? it's all service workers. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Oh wow.
0: Yeah, it's 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 weird because it doesn't feel like the same service worker is doing the same thing, right? Because when I think service workers, I think caching. Yeah. But then it's also doing this notification thing, and then it can also do things that allow you to add your site to the home screen.
1: Yeah, that's another interesting one too as well. Obviously, since you guys are you you like your iOS experience,
0: yeah.
1: um, would that be something that Pinterest would be interested in doing down the road? Creating a different experience for people who just don't want to go to the app store or have like a bandwidth cap, yeah, or maybe there. Yeah. I know a lot of apps you actually have to have if it's over a certain amount, you can't actually download it unless you're on Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So that'd be interesting.
0: Yeah, we're we're definitely growing a lot internationally, and yeah. talking about mobile web is happening a lot over the last couple months. And I'm actually like a dedicated resource on mobile web right now. Okay. So it's kind of up to me to decide like what's what's the right path to take for this. And I think uh, that creating some kind of experience that can be like a native app, but it's in mobile web so people don't have to download an app, internationally, that's exactly what people want. So
1: yeah, which makes sense. So I don't know if you' talked to anybody at the Twitter team, but they recently yep. made their entire Twitter mobile experience a progressive web app, which is a term we haven't even mentioned yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have that whole experience in it. Was it interesting experience? They have a blog post about it as well. So yeah. have you? Been I've, a I've
0: got an Android. Uh, I talked to them a couple months ago about it actually. So I was kind of excited to see that they finally launched it officially. I use it exclusively on my. Oh, really? On my Pixel, yeah.
1: Nice. And it's on fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's Pixel. great. Okay. You're one of those. <laughs> yeah, we uh, because we're growing internationally at Pinterest, they are pushing people for, or employees to use Android more okay. uh, to test out like the Android app. So they. Anybody who wanted to, they would buy them a Pixel.
1: Oh nice, I or was just going to ask if, so, they, if they so subsidize you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, very cool.
0: Yeah, so I had been iOS before that and it's been mostly seamless but there was, there was some hiccups switching from iOS to Android.
1: <laughs> well yeah, I, I kind of want to see if our, our company will give us Pixels too as well. Right? So it can be Android people.
2: <laughs> I'll put that one.
1: Yeah,
2: (laughs) Um, I am curious about that transition because my workflow is so integrated with iOS. I'm curious to hear Mm -hmm. how Pixel and how switching to the to the Google ecosystem has has worked out.
0: Yeah, so I guess in general, I'm not like a super hardcore phone user. So what I use for the most of is like taking pictures of my kid, (laughs) or just taking (laughs) pictures in general. And the Pixel's camera is absolutely phenomenal. Like I could not give it better reviews. I absolutely love it. So it's like that's like ninety percent of my use, right? Is like that, and then texting. Uh, so the funny thing is, texting was probably by far the biggest hurdle that I had in switching from iOS to Android uh, because of iMessage, iMessage. Yeah, right. So any conversation I was in with like a group or something where it was considered an iMessage chat because everyone was in, in iMessage, I just stopped getting texts for the group. Uh. So I had to go like.
1: That's because I had to do. like call yeah. everybody
0: and be like, "Hey, can we like start a new chat? Sorry guys, can you delete that chat and start a new one for me? I'm oh. not getting anything."
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure you lost a lot of friends that doing that too as well. God, this guy. No one likes me anymore because I use Android. Pixel Zach is back.
0: <laughs> the funny thing is, though, my wife always wants me to take the pictures now. So, she claims she likes iOS better, but she always wants me taking the pictures. So who knows?
2: That could be a pro or a con. I think. If you're, if you're one that's like, oh, here, hold the camera, take the photo. Yeah, that's true. Depends. But I am I am actually quite intrigued. Um, I'm a lot like you. I use my phone primarily for taking photos and then mobile kind of just web apps. So mm-hmm. the messaging hurdle might be a tricky one, but I, I think it might merit a transition. But yeah, I appreciate you shedding some light on that.
0: Yeah, no problem. Cool. Totally related to everything else.
2: Yeah, and if uh, anybody wants to become <laughs> Zach's friend and you have a Pixel, <laughs> hit me
1: uh... a... <laughs> yeah. Definitely hit them. <laughs> so and then, so you mentioned that you, your resource uh, as far as mobile web. Mm-hmm. So I know you mentioned before you have a team of engineers on the platform team. Yeah. So how big's your team?
0: There's Just, about about fifteen people on about it. About
1: fifteen. Yeah, yeah. So and then only only the Zach, the Pixel Zach, is uh, focused on mobile web.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we we don't have a separate app for mobile web like Twitter does. Yeah. Twitter has a separate team working on Twitter Lite. Uh, Which is really, really cool, and I'm incredibly jealous of that. So ours is a responsive website, right? And so most of the team is building out things for, one, our core UI library. It's like our design language that we use to build everything. The second is uh, all the build tools, we manage those. And then third is all of the node processes. We manage basically JavaScript on the front and back, our team.
1: Okay, cool. And I know previously you guys were using Denzel,
0: Yes, which you, is, you remember the name, yeah, the code name.
1: <laughs> the code name. Well, I, I've actually seen two talks about it, and I think you had mentioned to me like a, about a year ago about it, and I was actually <laughs> really intrigued. Like, you guys actually had your own like internal framework built on Python. Was it?
0: Yeah, it was. It was Django, Jinja, Backbone, and then on the client side, it was Nunjucks, which is like a JavaScript version of Python's Jinja templating language.
1: Yeah, and uh, it seems to be a trend of teams and other companies. They're making a transition to either the React or the Vue, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. uh, but moving away from their own homegrown solutions. Yeah. Uh, So, as part of this whole service worker effort, and I assume I don't know if you guys are progressive web app ready, is this because the whole transition from Denzel to a React that you guys saw another opportunity to then? Get the good lighthouse score.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, so we were actually we've been using uh, desktop notifications for about a year. Okay, so this was kind of prior to our transition to React, and we've just now that service workers are starting to be a little bit more mature, we're experimenting with making them a little bit more integrated into kind of the daily life on Pinterest.
1: Cool. So have you guys been following service workers like the whole ecosystem? Because I know it's been around for a while, and I know at some point people started talking about a more.
0: Yeah, we've talked a lot with the people at Google. Uh, in particular, I've chatted with Owen, who's kind of the PM over most progressive web app stuff. Alex, who's kind of the Twitter loud voice about all things mobile web and performance for service workers and that kind of stuff. And they've helped us out with things and we've kind of made requests to them. Same thing with Firefox. We met with the Firefox group and talked with them about service workers and some of our requests. One of the things I thought was interesting that came out of that conversation with Firefox was talking about caching a bytecode for the JavaScript that we Cache in yeah. service workers, uh, so that we could instead of just caching like the file itself, we cache the code, the byte code that has already been parsed, so that there's like it's even faster, right? When you come from a service worker, I mean it's probably only going to be like maybe fifty milliseconds, but still kind of cool.
1: Nice. So how do you how do you get, guys get all these meetings? You just know people that know people.
0: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my coworkers, Kevin, who incidentally helped co-found the Brave browser. Uh, he's on my team, and he worked at Firefox for a long time with okay. with Brendan Ike, which is how he kind of did the brave thing. So he knew people at Firefox, Chrome, Google. Just really likes Pinterest, and we like Google, so we've got great conversations with them about all kinds of things. So. And
1: you guys use Pixels too, so it's like yeah, right. So they like too. us even more now. Scratch, <laughs> scratch our back, you scratch ours exactly. And uh, so progressive web apps, uh, we didn't really touch on it. What's your stance on progressive web apps? Uh, its popularity, where it's going in the next. Six months to a year I know it's a, it's a trend of people moving towards mm-hmm. towards it but do you think it's do you think it's worth it now that you've put all this this work into your service workers
0: yeah so I think in general my thought is it's bad to bet against the web okay <laughs> as a platform because it's so accessible it's going to be really hard for anything to ever replace it and so I think things like progressive web apps that are making the web even more powerful and closer to native in general are fantastic. So I'm like all in on it.
1: Always bet on web.
0: Always bet on web, yeah.
1: So don't add screens to your your app that says go use our iOS app.
0: Yes, I know. (laughs) I was unhappy about when we did it two years ago, but it was the right call at the time.
1: (laughs) Cool, yeah I appreciate uh, you coming in and um, shedding some light on Pinterest a bit and then also service workers. Eli, did you have anything else to add to the conversation?
2: Uh, I think I think he answered most of my questions, related and unrelated. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I'm certainly probably going to go get a Pixel now. Yes, Google, you can send me one. You
0: can ping me on Twitter. <laughs> we'll chat about it. We'll send pictures of each other.
2: Yeah, we'll just ask our
1: <laughs> non-existent HR person to uh, send everybody Pixels. Yes. <laughs> and then when they get hired in two years, then we'll we'll finally get Pixels. <laughs> Nellify is a very small company, so <laughs> well, relatively small. Yeah, compared Pinterest to
0: has, has grown a lot recently. Yeah.
1: How How big is Pinterest as a whole?
0: Yeah, when I, so I started two and a half years ago and it was just over 300 and now we're like over 1,400 or so, I think. So it's grown 4x in two and a half years. Nice. Yeah, That's
1: hopefully crazy. two and a half years, Netlify will be at least 300. Yes. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and roll right into picks. Uh, these are jam picks, things that you're jamming on. Sometimes they're tech related, sometimes they're not tech related, I am going to ask Eli to go first because I am unprepared.
2: (laughs) Oh man, put me on the spot. Well, I have been really into some Spotify jam because I've been doing quite a bit of traveling. So I guess my my pick this week will probably be a bit of a throwback. But I've been really digging the song, uh, Aqueous Transmission. By uh, the '90s grunge band uh, Incubus, Ooh, they have been nice. uh, on repeat quite a bit lately. They're kind of up there with, I guess they kind of uh, breathe that essence that is something in the vein of like Modest Mouse. That "Drama mean song—it's very similar. It's got this kind of like underwater feel. So yeah, that's been my jam. It's been—it's uh, been kind of carrying me through these these last couple of weeks. <laughs>
1: It sounds so depressing, but knowing Incubus, I guess that makes sense.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's kind of one of those uh, beautiful, depressing songs, but yeah, all happy over here. Yeah, well,
1: thanks for going first, uh, because that just sparked what I've been listening to, which is Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I actually, so I missed out on when his first, his latest album came out. I don't know, I was just so busy with work that I didn't actually listen to it. So I ended up listening to the entire thing last week, uh, front to back and then back to front. And uh, yeah, it's pretty exceptional. I'm actually a, a big fan. And I like what he does. And I, I'm not upset that he stole my Twitter. My, my Twitter <laughs> handle used to be Brian Lamar, because uh, my middle name's Lamar, and Kendrick's middle name's Lamar. <laughs> so he basically stole that name from me. So I had to change my name. So I'm B Dougie Yo <laughs> on Twitter, um, which also has been stolen by somebody else. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. So uh, I'm going to pick <laughs> Kendrick Lamar as my jam. And Zach, did you have a. A jam, a pick, anything.
0: Yeah, is this is this music or?
1: Uh, it, so it feels, far it feels like it
0: needs to be music right now. Yeah, i mean if you you say you've something been else. To. Yeah, the <laughs> the song that I've been listening to recently is uh, Ed Sheeran's Castle on a Hill. For whatever reason, like that song, just like I just feel good when I listen to it. I don't. I guess I've like, actually
1: heard. Oh man, you got to check
0: it out. Yeah, it's it feels like it's a song you listen to when you're just like. Going for a long drive somewhere.
1: Okay. I'm riding my bike mm-hmm. to the Bart. Is that? Dude, yeah, it was perfect for enough? that.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> it's, only like, it's only six
1: blocks, but can I get that song in before? Oh, I think, so. I
0: think you go really slow, maybe.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, whatever the reason, like, so when you're downtown riding your bike, you stop at every single light. It's very annoying riding but your bike. But not the stop signs. Yeah, not the stop signs. You're like signs. The,
0: bikes, the bike riders I see.
1: No, no. Uh, same thing in Oakland, too. You don't stop at stop signs, not even a street lights. You don't stop at. You just go right through. So rebellious. Cool, I'll have to check it out. So Ed Sheeran is like, so you mentioned you had a kid. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a kid, so Ed Sheeran, my only experience is when he was on Sesame Street. Oh. So that's how I know who Ed Sheeran <laughs> is. So that's Dad Life 2017. <laughs> cool, well with that note, uh, on that that's a very sad note of my Sesame Street watching, I'm going to end this here. Uh, Zach, again, thanks for coming on talking about yeah, service thanks workers. For having me. Eli, thanks again for stepping up and uh, asking some really good questions and just being Eli.
0: We love you, man. We just love you so much. Thanks, guys. It's a
1: uh, pleasure. Cool, and guys, keep spreading the jam. Spread the jam! That's all the time we have for today. If you're interested in being a guest on the show or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio.